You're listening to the Healthcare Biz Brokers Podcast with Ralph Santos, where we'll aim to demystify and to educate on all things that are healthcare business opportunities. Each episode will bring insight to the healthcare business mergers and acquisitions market with an emphasis on your Main Street marketplace. So without any further ado, let's get this started and welcome to the podcast. Healthcare Biz Brokers does not act in the capacity as a legal, tax, or investment advisor and recommends that each listener to this podcast consult their own attorney, business advisor, and tax advisor as to the legal, business, tax, and related matters concerning the information contained herein. Welcome to the Healthcare Biz Brokers podcast. Today is a wonderful day. Today we have a wonderful guest uh, uh, speaker with us today. His name is Edward Kwok, and he is going to teach us in the, the healthcare world, the hospice agencies, our home health agencies, our doctor's offices, how we can best implement social media and to, to, to make social media work for us and with us and not against us. And so I, I think that a lot of times in, in, in our, our different businesses, we, since we're Main Street, we don't have a, a big budget and therefore we have a hard time sometimes figuring out what's going on in comparison to a lot of our, our corporate competitors. So Today, let's, let's, let's learn a little bit about social media, how we can all implement it. So I'm going to introduce Edward. And Edward, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your services? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, really excited to be here. Um, yeah, so basically, my name is Edward Kwok. I'm a marketing expert, I guess you can say. Um, I've, I've been in the profession for a little over 10 years now. Um, graduated with an undergraduate degree in marketing. Um, okay. Got my MBA as well as now currently actually working on my PhD in understanding organizational leadership. And so through all that, uh, my career has basically started primarily in actually startup companies. I got the entrepreneurial bug back in college, and this is when Shark Tank started getting really big. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wanted to get into a small startup company and go through what that's all like. So I started my career as a social media kind of media manager. Um, just doing some basic social media things. And this is during the time when the social media boom was really happening. Facebook had finally released itself to the public rather than just university students. Twitter was just taking off completely. Uh, There was no Instagram at that time. LinkedIn was around. And so it was really utilizing and understanding uh, how to use social media to get your message out there. And a lot of times during that time, there was a ton of buzzwords like engagement, online conversation, stuff like that. And so went through a number of different startup companies in in a multitude of industries uh, from HVAC, tankless water heaters, to dental oral hygiene, video games, wine, flooring. Um, What else have I done? big box retailers. Um, I mean, you name it, I've pretty much done it. And so that's pretty much my background. As of right now, I'm currently a regional marketing manager for a financial institution, nationwide financial institution, where I'm handling all media strategy as well as the tactics, which we can go into a little bit later on more of the definitions of that. Okay. Um, from basing my territories from Hawaii to Kansas, Oklahoma, up and down. So wow, sounds like a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's fun. okay. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. So you know what? When it comes to social media, mm-hmm. I know social media. It's all about branding. 
and in my, in my language is how many eyeballs can I get mm-hmm. on me mm-hmm. or my product or mm-hmm. my services, my business, right? And so what I want to do today is I really want to focus in on something that no one else does, something that that within the healthcare mm-hmm. business world, especially my home health agencies, both skilled and non-skilled, my hospice agencies, how can, how can we get more eyeballs on them? What do they need to do to start, quote unquote, engaging? Yeah, um, that's a difficult question to answer. And the reason is, is because there's so many competitors. We have to think about it. There's so many competitors in the social media space, meaning every brand, every person is on social media, which means that no matter, every time they put something up, they're seeking your attention. So to answer that question, the reason why it's so difficult is because there's so many people, but the way to get that attention, to carve out your niche, to carve out your viewership is consistency. You have to continue to post, be it every day, be it every other day, be it every hour, whatever it might be, you have to be consistent. And it's difficult at times because, well, I'll say it this way. Here's why it's difficult is to post something takes less than five minutes. You're going to put something, you're going to go to the app, you're going to upload it. You're going to type in what you want to type, put your hashtags in, and then you're going to click submit or upload or publish. And there you go. It's on the hard part around it. And this is why consistency is so important is because the content in and of itself can take a lot of time. And this is where a lot of businesses struggle, especially if you don't have anybody who is specialized in this, it becomes difficult to understand what kind of content do I put in? Where do I get the content from? I'm, some people think, well, I'm not creative enough. I don't know how to make these things. Um, and so it's really about from that point on understanding where you're going to find it, getting mm-hmm. that made. Um, whether that's bringing somebody on the outside or if you are smaller and you don't have, let's say the financial resources to invest in that just yet is, can you do it yourself and how to go about it? And there are some free tools online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if I can, yeah. I, w- I would love to dove- dovetail on that. Mm-hmm. So I do think that bringing value through your ads. So there's a difference between an ad that I just posted just to post something versus, uh, an ad where I'm bringing value to that, to that to that person viewing it. And I do believe, like, uh, let's say in, in hospice and home health, if I can show the world or share with the world what it is, what they can offer, uh, what they don't offer, that a lot of education or maybe three things to learn about a topic, I do believe that that, that at, at least for us at, at, at Healthcare Best Brokers, we're, we're, we're tweaking our own social media. We just started, by the way. Yeah, and it's, it's, been, it's been a learning experience because we, we, um, we decided, you know what, it, either you get on the bus or you, or, or you get left behind. And for, for us, it's been a lot of learning. So we've learned certain things that have gotten a lot of likes versus things that no one is like, like you can hear crickets. So for us, it's kind of one of those things. As far as, as, far as value, what would you define or what would you recommend to some of our healthcare business uh, entities when they're, when they're going to go ahead and post different ads online? When it comes to value and adding value to, let's just call them prospects for now, um, mm-hmm. you really need to understand and try to understand their values because what adding value really is it's it's an alignment of beliefs an alignment of personal values to the business values right 
So when we're talking about, let's say, for example, hospice, uh, especially um, end of life, there's something that has to be aligned in which why a customer or a prospect would choose you to fulfill the services for hospice, hospice services over somebody else. And that could be because either you're more personable, that the way that you care for your patients feels the same way that they want to care for their loved ones, right? It, it comes down to how closely can you get aligned to that? And that really comes down really from the way that I see it. It's, it's very, um, I'm not sure if systemic is the right word or holistic, but it's undertaking your core business values, what your guiding principles are, in a sense, what your mission and vision statements are, and portraying that. So there's this thing that we used, uh, that I would run through people called the brand story. Now, when I say a brand story, people tend to get that confused with, there's a book out on Amazon, one of the, probably the most popular marketing books out today. It's called um, a brand story, literally called a brand story, okay. or telling a brand story. But the way that I would usually define it was really, you know, why do you exist? What is the purpose for your existence? And because of that purpose, what are you promising to deliver? And why are you going to deliver that? So if you can start to answer those types of things and put words down, I mean, literally just write them down. If you can put the words down to it, everything and anything that you do in terms of marketing, in terms of social media specifically, should be telling that story, should be having it should have that feel that vibe and so that when somebody sees it they understand it they they feel it with you because this is what you're trying to do with your business you know what Edward? i totally agree how many times have i heard a a, a seller of a business or a buyer or no, more the seller ralph i could do all of this and they give me a whole list of all these wonderful things they do you know i'm like wow you do that and you do this and but when, when it comes to them marketing themselves, they have such a hard time because even though they have these beautiful visions, there is, um, there is an art, there is, there is an ability that, certain, that you need to be able to convey. So it's, it's almost like, like a person who knows how to um, read in a different language, but they just can't speak it, you know? Yeah. And that's, I, I don't know, am I wrong in kind of equating the, 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 the two? Uh, no, you're right, you're right. Um, another way I would actually say it is, I would say it this way. I used to understand, well, kind of going back to what you're saying in terms of people list having hundreds and thousands of things that they're able to do. Well, we can do a lot of things. Anybody can do a lot of things. But what we would say in kind of in, the, in a more sales approach would be that, those are all features. Those are all features of your business. But the, the traditional kind of stereotypical quote is you don't sell on features, you sell on benefits, right? And so a hospice, health, home health, any of these businesses may have a ton of things they can do, but that's literally all it is. It's a ton of things they can do. But at the end of the day, not every patient, not every customer is going to need all 100, all 175 things that they can do or that they're willing to do. And then through that, though, is then we go back and we have to understand the benefits of specific things that they're able to provide. What benefits are you providing? Because what is the benefit? A benefit is value added to their lives. Remember, the way that I actually also teach, I'm an adjunct professor and I teach sales. And one of the things that I always tell my students is there's one thing that salespeople persons are always trying to do is one, oh, I'm sorry, there's two things. One, 
You're either trying to solve a problem or two, you're adding value to someone's life. And, and the reason why I separate those is you're solving a problem. Let's take a car, for example. Why, does, why would somebody buy a Bentley over a Toyota Camry? They're not sponsoring this show, but I'm going to use them as an example. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, they're both cars. They'll both take you from A to B. But for some, for example, that the Bentley may fulfill a specific need which adds value to that person, be it ego, be it status, be it comfort and luxury, versus somebody else who might need a more affordable car who just needs it because they just need to get to work, period. We're, we have to focus on the benefits. And so... I'm, I know I've, I seem like I'm going off a little bit on a tangent, but um, I'll bring it back in the sense that a foundational piece that businesses need to understand, and this fits in exactly to what you're talking about, is the differences between branding, marketing, and sales. There's a the reason why we need to understand that is because it's too many times that when you start to think about things, we we just kind of look at the minutia. We get too too into the weeds. Branding, the way that I define it is how much space you occupy in the hearts and minds of those that you are trying to interact with. So again, let's say, let's take hospice. If you have a hospice business, how much space through your, through your efforts and what you do as a business and as a business owner, as a person who interacts with people and everything that you do, the language that you speak, how does somebody relate to that? And they accept that to be a part of their identity. Marketing then becomes Anything and everything that you do that pushes or moves someone closer to making a decision. So social media starts to fall into that in the sense that it's a tactical thing where you're putting things up on the Internet. You're putting things up on social media platforms so that someone will decide, you know what? I like what they're posting. It really makes me feel good, a.k.a. branding, marketing, social media. You know what I want? I, th- I think I'm going to get a hold of them. They've now moved toward making a decision to call that person. Sales is the, is the goal of getting the commitment, right? It's the goal of getting to the transaction, whether that's monetary or not. doesn't matter. The fact that there's a transaction, there's some type of exchange involved. So if we understand now, we can kind of start to see the process of branding and how that fits into marketing and how marketing then fits into sales. But that branding and the language of everything that happens fits throughout the entire spectrum. You know what, Edward? I love your analogy. I mean, I, I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I'm on this beautiful roller coaster. And I can see <laughs> I can see myself on my computer. I'll, I'll, a quick story. In, uh, in my prior life, I, I was an occupational therapist. And so I did home health and uh, for many, many years. And there were, I remember one time, God, a few years ago, I was looking for an EMR. And I was just browsing, I don't know if it was Facebook or some, some site, and there was a link. And at that point, that link, not that I'm plugging this company, but they were just amazing. Um, I saw a little, a little bitty ad for a company called Therapy Boss. And I said, hmm, kind of interesting. I don't know what caught my, caught my eye. It was like a, so I, I clicked on the ad, I read it. And all the steps you just finished saying, I, I went through all of them. I, I contacted them. They did a demo. Their sales guy, you know, he told me all the benefits of why I needed to have that as part of my life. And then uh, after a while, I just, it was a brand in my life, like, like a Coke. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, or a Pepsi, what have you. Yep. It was a brand that I recognized and I adopted. 
as part of my business, part of my life. And yes, I, I totally get that. Yeah. So without tangenting, though, because yeah. I, I, I kind of want, I, I want to get some more meat for mm-hmm. our listen, listeners. So let's go into, can you describe for me how social media changes the game for both society and, and for our healthcare businesses? Yeah, the biggest thing is that you now have an advertising platform, a marketing platform, in which you don't always need to hire a professional to do. Now, a lot of consultants might get angry at me for saying that, but the fact is that we have tools like Instagram. We have tools like Facebook. We have tools like Twitter. We have tools like LinkedIn. There's just so many platforms out there. And the fact is that you can do it for free if you want to. It's, I like to say nothing's really free. You have to invest your time into it, time and effort. Um, but it changes the game in that you also now have a way of communicating and interacting with people. And if we want to use the buzzword, engage with people immediately, faster than before. They don't have to call you. They can literally leave a comment and you can start the conversation with them right then and there. You can start their experience from how quickly you respond, how you respond, handling complaints. It's a double-edged sword. Social media is a double-edged sword because for as much as somebody can ask a question and leave you amazing reviews, it's just like going to a bad restaurant and leaving a bad review on Yelp. They can do that and they can tarnish your name. They can tarnish your image. And that's scary. It is. <laughs> it is. And, I, and I, I'm a big review reader. Mm-hmm. So if I see one bad review, I think twice, am I going to that restaurant? Mm-hmm. Am I going to buy that product? Because mm-hmm. if I buy it, what if the same thing happens to me? What if I, I, rece- I receive it at home and all of a sudden I open it and it's broken? Like yeah. someone else, ha- mm-hmm. it happened to someone else. So I, I completely agree with you. You have to be you don't know. And yeah. it's hard to read people. It's hard to say, well, that patient or that patient's family, they really like our services. So I don't think they're ever going mm-hmm. to say anything. Mm-hmm. But you just, you just, it's like using your words, it is a double-edged sword completely. I, I completely um, agree with that. And, and that double-edged sword concept is what is also what truly changed the game for industries all across the board is because of the equal playing field in that people can post positive and negative comments about you. And what has happened is it has increased the competitiveness, the competition of having to provide better services, better customer service, better customer support, and in a sense, better marketing, because you don't want to risk somebody having negative reviews about you. You don't want to risk someone saying negative things about you. And especially in healthcare, you know, the last thing you need is a relative or even worse, a relative of a relative's barber's friend posting something about your business <laughs> yes. that just because they heard something through the grapevine and now they're they're complaining to you because they want to take action on based off of a rumor. Things like that happen. It's a scary place, but that doesn't mean that you should not be on there. It doesn't mean you should avoid it. You should mean you should tactfully, strategically approach it to understand what you can and cannot do and what you should and should not do. And that takes time and some experience and honestly, some trial and error. Um, Yeah, as far as changing the games, increase in competition, free platforms, engaging and conversating with your customers immediately and the metrics that come out of it as well. When social media first started back in, uh, when it became big back in the mid 2000s, late, uh, early 2010s, the number of likes you had on your Facebook was almost basically considered your market share number. That's a way that you were able to determine how much market share that you had. Now things are very different, but the metric tools that these 
platforms now provide for you, make you and allow you to make better decisions on how to market. So for example, um, I volunteer with a group called the Civil Air Patrol. And um, that's basically the United States Air Force civilian auxiliary. It's a volunteer side of things. But I run their social media on that side of things. But what I do is I start looking at our numbers, the metrics on it. And I'm able to tell, well, do we have a higher percentage of males versus higher percentage of females? What's the age group? What day are they engaging most? What types of posts are they interacting with most? Then I can start to replicate it. And at the same time, I can start to test different things. Well, maybe a photo works better than a text-based meme. And for those who don't know what a meme, it's kind of basically an online trending little snippet of comedy for the most part. But yeah, I mean, really, in my opinion, the biggest game changer is the ability for anybody to compete. But it's that social media raises the competition because, again, negative reviews have just as much impact, if anything, more impact than positive reviews. It's like going to a restaurant, you can have a hundred great reviews and all of a sudden you have one, like, it's all you need. You know what? They, I found them spitting in my food and you know, the waiter, the the server just threw it at the food on my table and all this and that. It ruins everything. It's more, it's more powerful. Negativity is more powerful than positivity. Unfortunately, in in my opinion, when it comes to understanding social media marketing. I so, completely agree. Yeah. Totally. So you know what? I have, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a home health agency owner and I come to you. I go, Edward, I don't need social media. Uh, what are what would you say? What are what are what are the uh, the obstacles, the ramifications? What am I missing out on by not choosing to go on to any of the number of platforms that are out there? Your competitors are doing it, right, which means right. they have a leg up against you in that sense. You're not, you're not as competitive. And that's a scary thing, I think, in any marketplace is anything and everything that a company do, does in order for long-term sustainability must be that they maintain their competitive edge. And that no matter how thin or sharp that edge is, if they have it, they will, be, they will outlast the competition. And so by not being on social media. Now, that's not to say that there are certain businesses that function perfectly fine without ever being on social media. I'm not discounting that. But what I am saying is that without being on it in a competitive field, either you may, and this might sound very harsh, but either you don't want your business to grow or you're just not passionate about it anymore. Because if I'm a business owner, in my opinion, I want to do everything to make sure that there's a purpose for being in business. And whether that's just financial or whether that means to take care of your family or whatever it might be, is that I need, I need this business to last me a long time. And unless even if the exit plan is that I want to grow this business to a certain point and sell it. Well, even then you have to be competitive. You have to put your heart, soul, energy, blood, sweat, and tears into this in order to grow it. And if you're not on social media, it may seem like a small thing, but at the same time, it's if you're not on it, your competitors are on it. And even if your competitors, social media, let's just say quote unquote sucks, you're still not on it. <laughs> exactly. I completely agree with you. So here's, here, let me dovetail now on that, on that one. So I'm, uh, now I am Mr., uh, Mr. Doctor. I have my doctor's clinic and I come to you and I go, okay, I understand why sh- I should be on there, but how do I start it? Where, where do I begin? That's a good question. When it comes to starting, the technical aspects of social media can be a little overwhelming because things have changed so much. Uh, a lot of people still, let, let's just take Facebook, for example, and I'll give an example of this, is that when I talk about a Facebook page, people assume that it means a Facebook account. 
right? So you have a personal account. He has a personal account. She has a personal account. Everyone's got a personal account. A page functions similarly, but it's not designed to be a personal account where you have to add a friend. And I remember, again, back in the early 2010s, that's what everybody was doing. People would start up their business. They would create a profile page. And then all of a sudden, they start adding people. Hey, add me Mm -hmm. as a friend. Add me as a friend. Add me as a friend. That's not the way to go. Because remember, when it comes to social media on Facebook, we're talking about likes. You go on a page to like a brand. Okay. So how to get started. What I do for some of my clients is actually I will send them a couple actual YouTube videos. As funny as it sounds, it's because I can walk someone through something, but at the same time, do you want to learn it and do you want to understand why to do it? And at the same time, there are so many more people I think who actually present it better than I do. Okay. So why reinvent the wheel if I'm not better at it than someone else? I never thought about that. And it yeah. makes it makes so much yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, got that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely. You know what? Um, well, there's a lot of platforms out there. Mm-hmm. There's got Facebook you yeah. mentioned there's uh, now there's TikTok mm-hmm. there's Instagram if i if if i were just starting out where would i start first you got to know your audience perfect yes uh, i agree you, you need to know so no TikTok <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless, <laughs> unless you have that age group you're right you know well, I mean, unless you have that age unless you are targeting that age group um And honestly, if I were to start thinking more creatively and strategically as a marketing person, the way that I start to think about TikTok in in the sense of, let's just say, occupational therapy, for example, Mm -hmm. or even home health, there are probably some funny things that happen that you never, you know, you don't go telling people about um, stuff that you may not want, that you're not, that you don't want to to embarrass your your patient, Mm -hmm. but it's a funny story. Right. Some, I don't know the way that maybe you can create the way that you're supposed to properly sit down and stand up from a chair into a funny TikTok dance. Okay. I start the, some people might go, Ed, what do you, where are you going with this? Well, let's say you decide I'm going to try this off tangent kind of left field strategy concept of I'm going to make these funny TikTok videos and create these ridiculous looking dances to high bpm edm music and i'm gonna make it where i'm literally using the proper technique of properly sitting down in a chair and standing up from a chair and make a funny dance out of it to attract younger audiences and then through those younger audiences i'm hoping that they are going to influence their parents to influence whoever to get help from this occupation this ot you know what that's genius I mean, now, now I'm thinking, my, now I got my <laughs> OT, my OT brain is popping out. So you know what, you know, and, 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 and rehab has no age. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do exactly. pediatrics, we do adults, we mm-hmm. do older adults. And a lot of times, well, you, you went to the body mechanics part, mm-hmm. but wonderful idea. Because sometimes humor and music, repetition all come yeah. together. And when they all come together, and if I can teach someone the sit to stand sequence, oh, it's wonderful because all of a sudden, they, like you said, they can tell their grandma, you know, grandma, why don't you lean forward or why don't you put your, yeah. your feet be behind your knees and all that, all the wonderful stuff that we teach, mm-hmm. but, but using a different medium. Yeah. And then from there, it's more of, you know what, let's just say, let's say grandma, for example, you know what, grandma does need an OT. Okay. And... I know they don't know where to go. I know where you're going. Yes. Well, I just saw this ridiculous dance of somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, thrusting their hips up, trying to get out of a seat the way that the OT tells you to. Right. It's funny, but I remember the name of it. And so maybe we should go check them out. Maybe they're local. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So um, 
to kind of get back to your question then about as far as platforms go, it really, you have to know your audience. You have to mm-hmm. know who you're trying to go after. What is the age group? Okay. And ideally, if you want to go deep into the rabbit's hole from there, it's understanding, well, what are the behavioral patterns of these, of these groups? Are we talking about, let's just say, 55-year-old men who still have their mothers around, who are married and have... You need to understand who your target audience is. And the closer you can get to that, the better understanding of what platform to use. Rule of thumb as of right now, TikTok, yeah, pretty much all, for the most part, Gen Zers, and you're probably looking at millennials using it. You got some of the, you got some of the, uh, uh, the Gen Xers who are on it, and they're just more on it because they're just kind of having fun with it. Instagram is probably the next biggest. Um, that's pretty much where most millennials, Gen Z, and uh, Gen X, and baby boomers are pretty much on if they're on a social media. Facebook has started to lose its market share in terms of younger audiences. Um, there's a lot. It's kind of turned into a social media version of Yelp, in my opinion. Okay. But um, but for most hospices and like home healthcare agencies, Facebook might actually be your best bet. It might be one of your. It might be one of the most powerful tools, just because of the age group and demographics that are primarily using it. When, again, when I was launching, when I was launching my career into social media, I mean, it was basically twenty year olds, just twenty year olds, like all fresh college kids using it. And then what we saw was a huge boom in the ages of thirty five through fifty. That was the next big. But now, those of us who've been using Facebook since then, we're we're getting older. We're getting older, and so are the, the older users who were using it at the time are getting older too. And so now, if you think about it, that age group is shifting as new platforms have come on that attract younger audiences because they all have a different psychological effect on the viewer. So, for example, I go on Facebook just to check things to see where people are at, just to kind of maybe check up on some businesses. But I go on Instagram, all of a sudden, it's just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm being able to see things left and right. So, and then some people ask me about LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is more, it's supposed to be that professional kind of networking. That might be a good place for hospice. So, um, mm-hmm. it really depends on what your audience is. And then doing some research around uh, what the age demographics generally speaking because it's hard to pinpoint what they generally are for those specific social media sites which is something that you know i could provide you to maybe provide for your patient uh, your customers as well beautiful you know what um there's a, a lot of the, the, the key word that i'm thinking is the keyword analytics mm-hmm. but we want to get back to that so we're going to take a quick break and then when we return let's jump on analytics and then do a few more ideas because i really have some things that i think that are valuable for our hospice home health doctor dental office anything healthcare business so let's take a break real quick and let's see let's let's, let's get back to that sounds good you're listening in to the healthcare biz brokers podcast we'll be right back after this break Have you thought about selling your healthcare business? Are you interested in learning what your business may be worth? Call us at 888-736-2911 or email at info at healthcarebizbrokers.com to talk with one of our dedicated team members to learn more about how healthcare biz brokers can bring value to you. Make sure that you check out our website at healthcarebizbrokers.com to get more information. So we're back. 
You know what, Edward? We just started. So we're, we're, we're I would say we're newbies to the, uh, the social media world. And so we're learning, you know, we, we tweak things here and there. We start to kind of keep our eyes on those likes. Uh, and we're looking at, we also look at our competitors, by the way, to see what they're doing and, um, and what's worked for them. So that's one of the things that we're like, almost like a SWOT that's an analysis, you know, yeah. all MBA stuff. Right. And so one, one platform, one, one app, and again, I'm not plugging anyone, but I do like Buffer. Mm-hmm. And the reason Buffer is kind of unique, uh, and I know you can talk a lot more about about that than I can. But one thing I like, it's got it has two two parts to it. It's got the one part which allows you to schedule your posts, which I like, but it also has the, uh, that very powerful analytics part to it. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I was recently in a conversation with someone, and they said to me, "You know that most people check their their phones right away in the morning because they want to see who's been posting what." Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought to myself, well, I guess eight o'clock post it is, you know, or or maybe when they get home from work, they're checking their phones and their their social media yeah. accounts. Can you talk a little bit about you know analytics and how we can use it to our benefit? Yeah, when it comes to analytics, I mean, you're using Buffer. There's there's so many analytic uh, platforms out mm-hmm. there. I, I'm going to suggest that for most smaller businesses that are not looking to or do not have the full-on resources and time to do full-on analytics, not to worry about it. The basic analytics that are provided can at least give you a starting point to understand. So a couple things that we need to, that I would recommend really understanding in terms of analytics is pay attention to behaviors, pay attention to patterns. So for example, like you're talking about timing, right? So if we're, if we're seeing that you know what? We're seeing most people jumping on at 8 a.m. on a Tuesday, but 7 p.m. on a Thursday. Well, think about where you live, where the viewers are coming from, and think about their lifestyles, right? For me, I probably will check things more earlier during the week and towards the mornings, and then it'll start to taper off to where Friday, maybe not so much, but on Saturday... I'm stuck at home. I'm bored. And if I don't have any chores, I'm going back on and on and on and on and on because I'm trying to stimulate my mind with something. So look out for patterns. Are you noticing any time slots that are better than others? Are you noticing that certain time slots have more male viewers or more female viewers? How often are you getting likes on your page? How often are people starting to follow you on your page? Um, And then after what kind of content? I was going to do the content mm-hmm. because I've, I've noticed on our on our sites. So we have the different sites. We have the um, the Instagram. We have the LinkedIn. We have the Facebook. We have the YouTube's. So we have a lot of stuff going on. Not too many tentacles, just enough that we can handle. And so one thing I have noticed. So when we post a picture of people, us with our clients, mm-hmm. and, and and this is you know there's no HIPAA issues. Mm-hmm. Us with our clients, uh, we tend to get a lot better response than when we put out uh, just a random ad or what mm-hmm. have you. And I, that's kind of going to segue for me is what in your, in, in, your, in your experience defines a bad post and what defines a really good post? A bad post, again, it kind of goes all back to when I talked about branding and how mm-hmm. we need to have this alignment of values. A bad post is when it has nothing to do with anything. And it literally has no concept of value to somebody. 
For example, let's say you are in home health and for some reason you decide that you're going to upload a photo of new legislation, of new regulations that have passed. I mean, literally the, the letter that came to you. What good is that going to do anybody? It looks too sterile. It looks too lawyerish per se that there's no reason for someone to gauge. Now it might click for some, but remember we're playing a game of wanting to get as many players as possible. So um, to me, something like that just wouldn't make it. it, it it's, there's nothing to interact with versus let's say if you were to take that letter the, the a change in regulation and you understand how that's going to impact your business and how that's going to impact your patients now can you create something from that where you can understand okay you know what this is going to impact let's just say our operating costs and because of that we're going to have to do x y and z and how is x y and z how do i think that's going to impact our customers is that going to impact our customers or patients negatively or positively if it's negative then we need to reconsider, well, why am I putting this if it's negative? It's something that I might have to address more on a one-on-one basis. But if it's something positive, then maybe it's something that it's worth sharing because it's going to add value to them. Because it might be information that you have that other companies, other agencies are not putting out. Correct. Right. So again, that goes back to if you're not on social media, your competition is. And so, Mm. yeah, bad post is really where it just has no connection. And it's something that is even aesthetically unappealing versus something that is appealing. So if I were to go back to what you were saying in terms of where that you've noticed that if you have people in your, in your posts that they're getting better engagement numbers versus maybe something that's just text-based to me, you were talking about healthcare. If we're in the healthcare business and if you are in the, in the business of brokering healthcare businesses, we don't, we're, we're talking about people. We're talking about relationships We're talking about one, you're a real person and you really do exist. You're you're not a robot. (laughs) Exactly. And that's true. You know what? Right now, what right now with all this, this pandemic that we're going through, I have noticed that a lot of nurses are putting up a lot of beautiful posts. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're putting up posts of them in in, in all their PPE, uh, personal protective gear, equipment in the hospitals and they're dancing and what have you. But at least for me, I can't speak for a lot for everyone. For me, they catch my attention. Oh my God, those are nurses, and mm-hmm. look at they're so they're warriors right now, you know. Yeah. So like, oh my God, you know. So it's it really catches my my attention right mm-hmm. away. Whereas, like you said, um, if it's a text based uh, uh, posting, well, I'll look at it, and if it's a nice posting, oh sure, I'll like it. But um, so I guess it all depends. I've noticed. I'm sure there's a lot of different types of postings, and I, again, I'm not by far uh, well, well versed in this, but I've noticed with us. So we'll put up, let's say, an educational post. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll teach like the three best things about something. We'll post maybe uh, a marketing, the new agency for sale in Los Angeles at this price. We'll post uh, maybe uh, something about one of our clients. Congratulations, you just sold your, your hospice agency. We just wanted to reach out and let the world know that, you, you know, that that this great news is happening, mm-hmm. um, or we may post a motivational, like a like a posting, much more text based. Uh, in your opinion, um, 
you know, what is the, can you help me to differentiate or how clear my head when it comes to different types of posts out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me kind of segue back a little bit. One thing that you did mention was about your likes when it comes kind of going back to the analytical part. You have to remember that the number of likes you get isn't the end all be all in terms of analytics. You want to also look at the how people are responding to you, how people are, enga- are interacting with you. I almost used engage, but how people <laughs> are interacting with your content, whether it's a post and comment. And what, if they're commenting, what are they commenting about? Those are some of the things you want to pay attention to. So now going back to you, to what you're talking about, um, I think what you're doing a great job of is the variety. You're not just sticking to one thing. Even if some things work better than others, you still have a variety of things. Sometimes text begs, text work, for example, especially now with the current times. Yeah, a lot of people are putting up Bible verses. A lot of people are putting up yes. famous quotes. A lot of people are putting up just kind of things to think about, philosophies, right? Um, you're talking about nurses, especially in times of COVID being warriors. You know, uh, a quick shout out to my cousin, Helen. She's a nurse now and, you know, she's having, I keep up with her here and there just to see how she's doing with all this it's a scary time, but they're braving it. And in a time like this, because of their positions in, in society, their voices are heard a little bit more, right? And so why? Because we as a country, we as a world are going through this. I mean, we've been stuck at home for who knows how long, and I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> but they're in their 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 hours, 24-hour shifts facing this you know, they have a voice to be heard versus me who's just complaining about being at home. So sometimes text based will work in that sense. Um, and you want it to be, I don't, I don't like using the word relevant too much. I, I think uh, consistent and aligned is a better way to say it. Meaning the messaging that you put out, if you want to put a quote out, let's say you're going to put a Bible verse out. Again, is that in line with who you are? Is that in line with your organization, your company, your healthcare agency? And then in that case, is that in line with your customers? So for example, if I'm if I'm a, if I'm a if I'm a non-Christian based company and I start using Bible verses and everything, and most of my patients do not go to church per se, what relevance is this gonna have to them? How is this gonna align with them? I never ever thought about that until right now. Yeah, you have to really understand. Like I said, it goes back to understanding who you are trying to communicate to. Don't go in blind unless you are. It's okay to go in blind every once in a while because you're just testing things. You're A-B testing or trying different things out, which I encourage. If you you as as an agency um, owner or if you are in the marketing and you haven't done anything and you want to try, do not be afraid to experiment. Go, yeah. At the same time, at the same time, I think you as a, as a person and as a business owner need to be true to yourself and your own ethics, your values, yeah. your, own, your own culture that you've already established mm-hmm. in that business and not try to be something you're not. Yeah. Because I think at that point, it could be detrimental because all of a sudden you may get calls from a particular segment of society and all of a sudden you realize, you know what, I really can't service that sector because of whatever reason. Yeah. And it and again, going back double edged sword, it comes back and all of a sudden, oh my God, what did I do? So yeah. I think I think you just gotta be transparent, honest, 
And hey, world, this is what I do. And this is all the wonderful things that my hospice or my home health mm-hmm. agency or my dental clinic or my that we offer to the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I agree. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a story about that, that I, in a sense, learned that the hard way because I was actually working for a video game company at one point. It was a startup company and we had just kind of pre-launched our game. And what happened was I was I was the marketing manager at the time. I was in charge of all the social media. And so here I am communicating with 60,000 people on our Twitter feeds, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Every, oh, actually, Instagram wasn't around at the time. And I became something that I was not. And I wasn't being genuine about it because I wanted to somehow, I felt like I had to talk like a gamer. I felt like I had to talk like my boss. I had felt like I had to use the language and the, and the, and the vernacular of, and the personality of my CEO. That's who I thought I had to be in order to be accepted by this community of gamers and customers. And I pursued it that way for a little while. And then my CEO came up to me and said, you need to stop. You need to stop doing that. You are not this kind of person. You're a jovial, kind, pleasant, and patient person. You don't need to come off like you're some sort of bully thinking that you are going against the system. Ed, you do not need to be that. I need you to represent us as who you are because we are you. We are a multitude of people in this company and there's a multitude of people in the gaming world don't be afraid to be who you are. And that goes back to what you're saying. Honestly, for agencies, again, know who you are and be within that because your value. I find it funny when somebody says, if you ask them, well, who's your target market? Everyone. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You, have, you have to have your niche. You have to have your carve out. And that might be bigger than others. It might be smaller than others. And that's fine. But understand who you are and don't deviate too far from it. It's okay to try things. Again, it's always okay to try things here and there. But if you start to become something that you're not, yeah, you are going to run into trouble. And you are going to be called out when you're caught that you're being fake. And you may it may be unintentional, but at the same time, do not be afraid to be who you are and show that in your social media. I completely agree. And, and, and our listeners are, are, are listening, but they don't understand how powerful those words that you just happen to have said are. And I think that if our listeners can get just one iota, one small message from our entire podcast today, I would have to say that's the one. Because if you're not true, if you're not real, people will notice it. And those people may be, you know, those, those clients, those patients, those people that are going to come your way. I want to go back just one mm-hmm. step, Edward, and, and, and here's, here's, I'm going to take it to the next level. Okay. So I am, I'm a hospice owner, mm-hmm. okay, Mr. Hospice Owner, and I, I am now engaging, I am engaging the masses through Instagram, LinkedIn, what have you, right? I think, so now, not only do I want those, those, those likes, not only do I want people to see me, how do I get them to call me, to email me, to text me. Hey, Ralph, I want to talk to you because I want to use your services. Really good question. There's a book that I read called Jab, Jab, Cross, Hook um, by a gentleman by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk, who's become super popular around everywhere. It's kind of become this motivational speaker, but he started his career originally in Wines and then kind of became this social media guru for a while. He wrote that book called Jab, Jab, cross or jab jab cross hook 
And I'll say it this way. And generally speaking, what you want to do is you want to throw these little feelers out to your, in, in your social media content stuff. Again, that's value add that makes sense. That to your character and personality and, and genuineness of who you are, you're putting that out, putting that out, putting that out. And then when you've realized that, you know what, I've got this following I've got these people who I can understand through the comments that are coming in that they're engaging. Time to throw in my hook, which is, I need you to call me. Do you know anybody for this? Call me. And this cycle happens maybe in a one-week period, might be a month period, might be a year. That's up to you to understand your customers, your clients, your market to the best of your abilities and to know when to do that. Now, traditionally speaking, social media has always been there has to be a call to action, call to action. You watch any YouTube video, they all start with, what's going on? Before we start, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like, and if you love my videos, please hit the bell notice so you never miss a video. There's always a call to action. So this whole principle is, how do you get them to call? You're gonna throw little things out, you're gonna throw a post here, you're gonna throw a post there. So for example, for your business, you're throwing posts out, let's just say every single day, let's say twice a day, and then on every third or fourth one, boom. Do you know of any customers or do you know of anyone who could benefit from what I'm doing? Do you need my services? We, we ask you to do not hesitate to call. And then sometimes it's experimenting at different times, right? So for example, um, you know, you're selling a home healthcare agency in time of COVID. Scary time. Do you, do you think you're ready to get out? Do you think you're ready to move up? Call me. We're here for you. We are ready to walk you through every step. You're adding that comfort, adding that value. Because how many other people are addressing that during this time of COVID that it's going to be difficult to sell? Yeah, it might be difficult. But you are an expert in your field. You are an expert in how all that, all that works. You are the mm-hmm. broker of the decade. And I'll pay you later. <laughs> you know, I love it. You know what? One thing that I that you know that that you um, that comes to mind. This, this is going to be me branding a new term because mm-hmm. I just made it up. Okay, <laughs> you know, in, in in the business world, we have B two B marketing, mm-hmm. right? And so when I when I think of social media, Edward, I think, well, why don't do, why don't I do F to F marketing? F friend to friend marketing. Mm-hmm. So let's say that let's say that um, I market. I put up an ad and that ad comes up and, and, and my friend John sees it. Well, it may not mean too much to John, but he read it. He, you know, it's, it's stored in his gray matter. It's there in his mm-hmm. long-term memory right now, or maybe short-term. But, and all of a sudden, he's at a, at a dinner party and someone happens to talk about, hey, you know, I want to sell my hospice agency or my home health agency. And then oh my, John's like, wait a minute. I just saw a post and it was, oh my God, God. Ralph at Healthcare Biz Brokers. And so what he's going to do is he'll like, you know what? Let me just blow, go through my, my, my recent postings yep. and say, here, this is the guy. I just saw him. He, he sounds pretty cool. He is. And then go ahead and, and give him a call. So friend-to-friend marketing. Because mm-hmm. I, I, sometimes I think we get fixated as I'm just focused on a certain uh, demographic. But you just don't know if that demographic has friends. And hopefully they do. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so maybe a friend tells a friend. Yeah. And that, that, that's very powerful because... All of a sudden, one viewer becomes maybe 10. And, and, that, and that's kind of where the difference in strategy and tactics needs to be understood, right? So strategy is the overall goal. How are you going to reach a, this overall goal? Tactics are 
the actions that are taken to get to that goal. So in your case, let's just say we were talking about friend to friend. That's a strategy. We want to increase our business. Let's just say the goal is we want to increase our business and the strategy, we want to increase the business by 10% new um, businesses to sell, let's just say, or to buy. And so what we're going to do then is we're going to create this strategy by we're going to we're going to take this friend to friend approach where we're going to put these ads out. We're going to put these social media posts out that are focused around. This isn't for you. This is for your friend. Please share it with your friend. That's your call to action. Right. And so you're going to start these. You're going to start throwing these little things out, little posts out here and there, be it the motivational quotes, be it whatever it is, but where it maybe starts to talk about friendship. Maybe it talks about when was the last time a friend recommended a good restaurant to you and you enjoyed it? How did it feel? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And then finally, let's just say you do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday post. And then the following Monday, because you know that Monday mornings is when people are checking their phones. Hey, do you have a friend that owns a, a healthcare agency that is looking to sell? We are looking to help new people and in add value to their lives in whatever way that might be. We are the, the healthcare experts. Please forward this to them. Call us today. I love that because all of a sudden you've, you've given me, you give me a strategy. You give me, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do A, B, and C, and then I'm going to get ready for D because that's going to come up next week at a specific time using my analytics mm-hmm. and using exactly what I need to do to, to get out there. So if anything, showing our audience our our listeners hey you know what there is there is a strategy you can use start thinking about it whether it's all these wonderful books you're bringing up today or whether it's other things uh youtube videos what have you or maybe other podcasts what have you that can can bring in all this valuable information and the the next part of our 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 podcast i want just to ask you and i call it i call it my best practices and it's it's a very it's a very healthcare term right but i want to bring it in here, what would you say would be, and this might be some redundancy from what we've mm-hmm. spoken about already, what would you say would be the best practices when it comes to social media? Best practice social media is, yeah, maintaining consistency, consistency in posting schedules, consistency in your values and your branding, and content is, is make sure that you have a schedule, make sure that you have an understanding of what tools are available to you and when and how you're going to use them. So for example, let's say we're going to do a Monday. You want to post one post per day. Well, and my suggestion is always you should at least be a week in advance. So you're almost going to plan two weeks of social media posts and then you're going to schedule them out to delay, delay launching them so that as you are basically creating new content that the one up ahead, it's just, now you have a conveyor belt of social media posts going out. Consistency is absolutely key. Second is know your markets. Know who your target market is. Define who your target market is. And remember, it's not the patient. Sometimes it's not the patient. It's the people that are related to the patient, right? It's not always going to be grandma. It's not always going to be grandpa. It's not going to be aunt or uncle. It's going to be your cousin who is in charge and is trying to take care of your aunt it might be your father who's trying to take care of your grandfather it might even just be you to your grandfather it's not always the end patient if i can add to that mm-hmm. if i if i were to put 
the, uh, my, my client, mm-hmm. patient, in, in the middle of a, of a concentric circle, mm-hmm. and I have people around him. Yes, there's the family, mm-hmm. but it could be anyone who, who comes into contact with that patient. Mm-hmm. It can be a doctor, a nurse. Mm-hmm. It can be uh, a person delivering a bed to the to, uh, to a hospital bed to the ho- to the home. It could be um, the pharmacist that he went. The, the patient went to mm-hmm. go pick up their their medications from. That that one person has so many contacts within his or her life that 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 world that the, the, all those circles can come back mm-hmm. full circle yeah, to you through social media. Right? Yeah, and then just kind of hearing that, I could I can already see some some of your listeners thinking. That's so many different people to have to try to hit. How do I focus on who to hit? Who, do, who am I supposed to, how do I pick this person? Do I pick a doctor? Or do I pick a pharmacist? Or do I pick, you know, who do I market to? Right. That's what sometimes at a higher level you might want to bring a consultant in for. And somebody who can look at your business, listen to what you're doing, try to ask you specific questions to uncover certain things. And in a sense, you know, pun intended, diagnose what's <laughs> happening. Love it. Um, and make a recommendation in that. But at the same time, it's step back, look at your business and see who you're talking to the most. And so if let's say during this season, you're actually talking to doctors more often than anyone, it might not be such a bad idea. Maybe let's push that a little bit. Let me go after some more doctors and just see, let me just get in front of their eyes again. Or if you're saying, you know what, I got plenty of doctors coming right now, but I really am not getting that many family referrals right now. I'm not getting people who are trying to get their relatives or their parents and those who are that they're trying to take care of as my patients. Maybe I should focus over that way. It, the choice is yours. There are some better choices than others, but you have to, again, don't be afraid to experiment or bring someone in to help you out. Or again, step back, take a look at it yourself and just try it. You know, you just you just made me okay, this light bulb just kind of clicked. I'm like, oh my god! I just threw another. Okay. So here's the thing: if I'm a I'm a I'm a an agency owner, and I'm thinking, how can how am I going to use social media to get what I need? Could it be that I'm marketing because I'm looking for more patients, going for the doctors, discharge planners, uh, social workers, those that group, or could it be that you know what I'm running short on nurses? So now I need to find, yeah. you know, where, where, where can I find more of those, those, those registered nurses, those LVNs, those CHHAs or CNAs? How can I use that to, to work with me and for me? So we have to remember that social media is a media platform. It's not specifically advertising. It's not specifically anything. It's, 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 a, it's a platform. It's like a billboard. Right. You can right. technically put whatever you want on a billboard. Mm-hmm. And people are just going to see it as they drive by. So think of it that way in the sense that, yeah, you know what? But at the same time, so let's say you are looking for, let's say, LVNs. So you put create a post around it. Hey, you know, Ace, Ace Home Health is looking, for, we're, we're expanding. We're looking for LVNs to work with us. Are you an LVN? Please do not hesitate to call us, right? So now there's that call to action to it and you're getting people... But how cool is it to, as a as a customer, as a patient of that, or let's say, uh, yeah, a customer. So again, let's say, and my cousin and my aunt's the one receiving the, the the treatment or care. Now they're like, wow, you know what? This is great. The people that I'm entrusting, they're growing because you know they're they're going to be able to provide better services now because they got more people coming on board. But there might be a positive spin to it. 
Now, at the same time, again, the double-edged sword part is sometimes if you're growing too fast and people start to get scared about it, they're like, well, now you're getting too corporate on me. But again, right. it's, it's all, right. again, it's just a, it depends on how you manage it. And it depends on how you say it. If you as a business owner, as an agency owner, want to grow your business and you're excited for this, share that excitement. Be excited to grow your team, bring people on. And that to know, and that so that your customers now know well, I'm not an LVM, but obviously they're looking for it. I have no idea what that is, but okay, great. But to you, it's like, you know what? No, with this, these people are going to, they are going to be a part. They have accepted. It is a part of their own personal brand. They have occupied in their own personal concept of identity what we believe in. We're not going to hire somebody outside of that. We don't want to hire someone outside of that because it just doesn't make sense for us to do something like that. It's not a part of who we are. Being true to yourself. Exactly. Coming back exactly. full circle. Yeah. So don't be afraid to use social media for certain things like that. Sometimes you got to put a poll out there for fun just to see how people respond to it. Go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I think one thing that comes to mind, Edward, and, and we're going to wrap it up in mm-hmm. a second, but one thing that comes to my mind is you also don't want... To be all over the place. I think if, if, if yeah. anything, you should sit down with your team and figure out, okay, this is our marketing strategy. This is what we're going to do using social media now. What are we going to focus on? What are we not going to focus on? Where are we going to put our energies? Can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, and that goes back to kind of, again, being, it's this, concept, this sense of awareness, okay? What's happening currently in our local environment? What's happening in a larger environment? Are there legislation changes? Are there regulation changes? Are there social movements that are happening? Are there sicknesses that are happening? Obviously, we live in a very interesting time right now. And then you have to look at your own business. Where are we getting most of our referrals from? Where might we be a little bit weaker? Yeah, it's kind of a SWOT analysis again. Mm-hmm. You know, Where are we doing really well that we may not need to spend so much attention to right now? But where are some of the weaknesses? Well, is are those weaknesses worth taking advantage or trying to put investment into or if we're talking about SWAT, right, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, are the weaknesses actually in line with the opportunities in which there's my answer? That's what I want to go for. Mm-hmm. Or are the strengths actually in full opposition of a threat in which, you know what, we need to take care of this threat so that we maintain this strength. And to add to that, knowing your business knowing what you have to offer and what you don't have to offer. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to offer a service, let's say um, IV care Mm -hmm. uh, or or, or wound care or something else, when you know you don't have the resources in place. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, again, I'm going to go back to that word, be true to yourself. Be honest at at the end of the day. That's that's one of the things, one of my mantras is just just be be yourself, right? So um, you know what? What a what an amazing conversation! You know what, Edward? I wanted to first thank you. Oh yeah, before my pleasure. Else. But I want you to talk a little bit about you, your services, what you can offer to our to to our listeners. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've always done consulting for a lot of different businesses, primarily a lot of small mom and pop shops that have no clue what to do with marketing uh just marketing in general but yeah if social media is something that definitely that they want to do that i do have my experience in that as well and so um my email address is edward.quak k-w-a-k at gmail.com just a simple email address and you know they're more than welcome to send me an email you guys are more than welcome to send me an email and you know just kind of share with what's going on i'm here to listen 
And, you know, if there's anything that I can provide for you, I'd be happy to discuss something with you. But, you know, um, one of the things I do want to mention is marketing isn't easy. Marketing is very difficult because there's just so many things that are intertwined. There are certain concepts and principles, but there are no rules. And that's a big thing to understand. And same thing with social media. There aren't there are no rules, but there are principles. And the, the big difference is rules is like you can break a rule. You can go against it. But a principle shows you, well, this is something you need to understand. It doesn't matter how do you get there. It's just this is kind of the way to understand it. There are certain principles in, in of marketing. And there's just so many things, just even in social media, like bringing up, is it marketing? Is it branding? Is it, you know, just a messaging platform to maybe, let's just say, hire people, PSAs, whatever it is. There's just so many things. And everything intertwines that if you don't know where to start, don't hesitate to call me. I'm more than happy to to kind of walk you th- through these types of things. Um, I've helped it with, you know, with, a, a, again, a variety of businesses, martial arts schools to chiropractors. This is what I've been doing. And it, it's and I and I do it for my main job, my day job, per se. And so um, there's a lot to it. And my, my goal for my clients usually is to break it down for them so that they can understand it. And again, I have 10 years under my belt and I'm still considered fairly new in the world of marketing. So I, you know, I'd said that I was a marketing expert at the beginning of this. I should humble myself and say, I probably am not. (laughs) So uh, that, but that being said, it's yeah, for it's, you know, again, my email address is edward, E-D-W-A-R-D dot K-W-A-K at gmail.com. Feel free to send me an email. I'm more than happy to answer questions. Edward, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for taking the time, coming out, spending time with us. And I, I, I just hope that our listeners, if they take one or two of your points, because I know I will, take it to heart and understand that social media is our friend and we can use it to benefit our, our business models, that, that, that then it would have made, it, it makes this whole podcast worth our time and our efforts. And, you know, thank you so much. Uh, to, to for having for having you here in our uh, in our, our our small studio, and we want to tell everyone out there just to be safe out there and 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 and, uh, and do the right thing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's again fully my pleasure, and you know I really hope that your listeners have gotten something out of this of of value, and uh, we'll see where it all goes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Edward. Thanks for listening. Make sure that you check out our website at healthcarebizbrokers.com and get more information. And see you next time as we discuss all things healthcare business. Nothing herein constitutes an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to purchase any securities, nor does it constitute an endorsement with respect to any investment area or vehicle. Certain information and opinions included in this podcast and certain information and opinions used to form beliefs included in this podcast have been obtained from third-party sources believed to be accurate and appropriate for consideration, but have not been independently verified by healthcare biz brokers.